0: Hey everyone, and welcome to Brunch and Learn. I'm your host, Nicole Dillon, and this is a podcast for women who love to brunch, like myself. Here, we talk about two of my favorite topics, brunch, obviously, and the idea that we can learn something new every day. Each episode, we'll interview a new female powerhouse, gab as though we're girlfriends at brunch, And learn something for our brains. So let's get started. Hey, brunchers and learners, welcome back to the Brunch and Learn podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Dillon. And today we have Julie Schechter. And she is the co founder and CEO behind Small Packages, a relationship building company working to end loneliness. Her work centers around. Helping busy people find personal connection and maintain their friendships despite the pressures of physical distance. I love that and wanted to first welcome Julie to the podcast. Thanks, Nicole. Thanks for having me. I wanted to first kick things off to the listeners and just share with us a little bit more about
1: you, your story, and how you started Small Packages. Yeah, absolutely. So I started off my career as an attorney. I went to Harvard Law School and then practiced at a big international corporate firm for a while and really loved being a lawyer, but found that as a young big law attorney, I had like zero personal bandwidth to sort of take care of my personal relationships and the people that were important to me. And so that's kind of where small packages came from was wanting to be able to show up for people in these sort of smaller moments. And then also the big ones like, you know, breakups or new babies or birthdays and just showing up in an authentic way that showed that I loved them, even though I didn't have like the mental load or the time to shop and, you know, put things together myself. So That was kind of the genesis of it. We started a couple of years ago and here we are today.
0: And Can you dive into or share a little bit more about your founder journey and that career pivot from being an attorney and then now being a a social impact entrepreneur?
1: Yeah, definitely. It was a big, big switch. I think one of the benefits of having a career in a, you know, quote unquote, professional realm, like being a lawyer is, you know, you kind of have this continuing virtuous cycle of competence that really sort of strengthens you, right? Like the more you learn, the more you do, the more you get better at whatever it is that you're doing. And I found when I sort of moved into entrepreneurship that the opposite was true. Like you're constantly learning something new. You're learning a new skill set. You're sort of diving off the cliff <laughs> again and again to teach yourself something. So that was something I learned was really important to have. Um, that is something that you like as as an entrepreneur, right? Like the constant newness of things. Um, but the sort of flip side is, you know, when you're when you're working on something that has a social impact element to it, like we like to think we do with small packages, you know, you, you have so much more room to be creative, you can pick the cause that's appealing to you, you can decide when to pivot, you can get a lot of just sort of first party information from the people that you are serving every day. So you're down in the thick of it in a way that you can't necessarily be um, in, in law. So that's something that I have learned and, and really love on this side. So, awesome.
0: And can you tell us a little bit more about networking, connections, especially how you've cultivated like remote business connections and any tips you might have? Because I feel like I'd heard
1: there was a story behind you and your co-founder. Oh, yeah, definitely. (laughs) So my co-founder, Monica, and I met like in the dead of pandemic, like end of March, early April 2020. So I had started the business by myself and was looking for some operational help. And somebody I was in an accelerator with, also a completely virtual experience, said, oh, I know someone who's a real operations genius. She's working at another startup, but I'm sure she'd be willing to do some stuff for you on the side, do some consulting, help out another female entrepreneur. So Monica and I started working together over Zoom, again, like deep pandemic, you know, not able to get together and sort of do like a chemistry test or anything like that, but we just completely hit it off. And I found that you, that sort of chemistry test that you want to do in person, it really works over Zoom as well, right? Like, How do you feel when you leave a meeting with somebody? Do you have that sort of like creative, buzzy high that you have with somebody who's sort of like vibing with you? Or do you feel drained of Mm -hmm. energy? Do they give you ideas? Or do you feel like you're bringing everything to the table? So Obviously, with her, it was the former. You know, we were really excited after our meetings together. We would kind of get into that talking shop, like brainstorming mode that lets you know you've met somebody really great. So, we decided after working together for a couple of months that she would come on board and be a co founder. And we've been doing it ever since, which is (laughs) wild. We met for the first time in person six months after we had been. Uh, officially, you know, signed our papers and gotten gotten married as, uh, <laughs> as co-founders. Um, but just in terms of more general tips, I mean, I think that chemistry test piece of it is so, so huge, just paying attention to how people make you feel. Um, but most of my professional network now is... Remote, just because of the way we've been living, all of us, during the last couple of years. And in some ways, it's frustrating because you can't, you know, get together and have a drink or a coffee with somebody and kind of have that great in person feeling. But in some ways, it's been wonderful because it's opened the aperture of the folks that we can bring on our side. We now have angel investors and advisors all across the country, people I never would have been able to access if I was sort of operating from the mental place of they need to be in New York City, like right here with me. So in a lot of ways, I'm grateful that we've sort of expanded in that way.
0: And a random question, did that expansion kind of happen
1: with Techstars? So it definitely was a big part of it. So we did the Techstars program at the end of last year and we were in Iowa, Hmm. uh, which we were not anticipating, but we sort of just fell in love with our MD, the managing director of that program before we even knew which chapter she, uh, or which cohort she was leading. And it happened to be Iowa. And so we went along for the ride there and met a lot of folks that obviously, you know, we never would have crossed paths with in New York or in LA where Monica's stationed. So that was really exciting. Awesome. And do you have any, I
0: guess, any other general tips of maintaining connections remotely? I get so envious of like, just naturally great connectors. <laughs> but like you kind of said, from like, how you started small packages of like,
1: time is, is an important factor too, of course. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, of course I'm going to say gifting, cause I'm contractually <laughs> obligated to, um, but in all seriousness, I mean, that's kind of the, the backbone of how we built small packages is to make those connections easy. Um, but I will say, this is my like sneak peek of what we are building <laughs> next, which hopefully is going to make this even easier, We are rolling out some new tech later this year, probably September. That's what we're aiming for. And the idea is that it's going to be a personal assistant that sits in your pocket, an app that helps remind you when to reach out to people and makes it incredibly easy to do so with a handwritten card or a text, or even a gift if you want that you can send just in seconds. So you can keep those connections with people that you love strong in the little pockets of time that you have while you're waiting for the subway or waiting for your kid to get out of the doctor's appointment or whatever it happens to be. So you're not like, Oh, I need to reach out to that person, but I don't have time to carve out like a 45-minute phone call. It's been so long. So we're just shrinking it down into tiny little pieces. So that app is called Present and it's coming in September. We're super excited to share it with everybody. Very cool. Yeah. And
0: I it's a bit on that same thread. Can you share with us a little bit more about that hustle or burnout culture? and disconnection from loved ones. Like what advice would you have to build
1: more positive habits to stay in touch with family and loved ones and friends? Yeah, it it's hard. And sometimes I sort of feel like the, you know, the cobbler's children have no shoes. Like we're, (laughs) we're working to build relationships and, and ours suffer because we're working so hard. So I Certainly don't have it perfectly figured out, but I would say, you know, we find that the good begets good, right? So like if I carve out time to call my best friend or, you know, something like that, it always puts me in a better headspace to be able To work on whatever I'm doing next. So I'm, I've been training myself to think of it more as an investment in productivity as opposed to something that takes it away. But the main thing that's been most helpful to me is scheduling. So having, you know, if you are around people in person, I have a standing, you know, dinner date with a group of girlfriends on Monday night and it's like on the calendar and we've already agreed to it so it's so much easier to like have a standing thing that you have to move sometimes or that other things move around rather than trying to do it from scratch every time with adult schedules like forget about it (laughs) it's so incredibly hard Um, but putting something on the calendar as a block that's equally as important as all of the other stuff in your life has been the thing that helps most for me, because it is, I mean, it's more important in a lot of ways than work and all of the other things that demand our time. Is that the only thing you do? (laughs) (laughs) Putting it on the calendar? Yeah. Well, I would say that's a big part of it. And then the rest of it is not, not waiting for the, the big gesture or the big catch up or the whatever, right? Like intimacy is built in the day to day, right? So like if my best friend is calling me and I am literally going into a call in 10 minutes, I'll pick up the phone and I'll talk to her for six and tell her that, you know, I have to go do something else. But usually she just wants to tell me something silly and short anyway. I think before, you know, when I was at the law firm and I'm sort of battling this before I was under the impression that like you had to have like, you know, the big conversation, like every phone call has to be an hour long. Every dinner has to be a whole evening, you know, and it's just not true. Like people just want, just want even a little bit of your time to sort of stay up to date and no one is ever not happy to hear from you. Like, I feel like sometimes people are like, oh, I haven't reached out in so long. Now it's going to be awkward if whatever. People are always happy to hear from you. And they're probably feeling the same way too. So.
0: Yeah. Do you, have you noticed like a shift, I guess, with COVID of, because I did a a podcast, I think in the thick of 2020 of like the loneliness pandemic. Um, I think it's an element of that. Plus. In general, as you get older and then become an adult, it's harder to make friends and just like love your thoughts on kind of where that landscape is with like just loneliness in general, I guess right now.
1: Yeah. I mean, I hate to be a downer, but it's gotten worse. <laughs> like we, <laughs> we first started the company, it was already a phenomenon that I was paying attention to. The former US Surgeon General declared loneliness an epidemic in like 2017. So the pandemic isn't the start of it, but I think it's definitely made it worse. It's harder to make friends, it's hard to make friends as an adult, period, right? It's harder to make friends when you are now doing this dance of are you sick? Am I gonna get am I gonna yeah. get you sick? Like I want to be respectful of your boundaries, and you know, people are more loath. To meet in person. So, what I've seen sort of across the board is people going back and reawakening or reinvesting in relationships that they had kind of let lie for a while. Like, we all have a whole bunch of friends that, you know, we haven't talked to in a while and they sort of belong to a different season of our life, Um, but we didn't necessarily affirmatively close those doors. Life just kind of did it for us. And so that's something that I have been seeing a lot of is people reinvesting in relationships that, you know, maybe they're across the country, but at this point that doesn't really matter that much anymore because people, you know, are much more comfortable on zoom or, you know, doing virtual stuff. So that's, that's one phenomenon I've been seeing a lot of
0: and would love to hear more about the power of gift giving in both moments of celebration and struggle like how can you show up for friends through those life
1: biggest moments yeah absolutely so when when we first started the company we got not like pushback, but some people saying like, oh, I'm not really a gifter. Like gifting isn't really like my love language or anything like that, which I completely understand to be perfectly candid. It's not mine either. (laughs) I'm much more of a like words of affirmation and quality time person. But the thing that we always kind of come back to is when you are physically distant from somebody, those other options aren't available sometimes, right? Like If you live across the country from someone, spending quality time with them like is a little tougher. So one of the things we think is incredibly powerful about gifting is it gives you a way to actually physically show up without being there. So on some level, like we sort of feel like it doesn't matter if you send like some giant lavish like bouquet of like flowers or whatever, or you send them like a candy bar in the mail with like a note attached to it. Just there's something so tangible and beautiful about being able to hold something in your hands that somebody who loves you, like thought of you, sent to you. Now you get to have it as part of your physical life. And I know that sounds dorky, except for think back to the last time somebody did it for you. Like makes your day, it makes your week, right? So we we think that's so important and in terms of you know how to show up in different moments some stuff is you know kind of obvious right like for a birthday send them something they like etc but for what we've seen that's super interesting is gifting in really tough moments like one of our best sellers sounds weird to talk about it this way but it is one of our best sellers on the site is our box called something awful because people always want to show up for you when something goes wrong, whether it's a breakup or a bad diagnosis or whatever it happens to be. But most of us just like, don't know what to do and don't know what to say, et cetera. So that's one way in which I think we've been able to add some value is to say like, okay, here's what you do. (laughs) Here's something that is just like comforting and loving And on some level, it doesn't matter what you do. Again, it could just be the candy bar. Like, I love you. I'm thinking of you. Here's a physical representation of that.
0: No, I love that. Then you're completely right. When it's a tough time, it's hard to (laughs) say the right things, do the right things. I love that. Do you have a favorite box? Package. Well,
1: you're asking <laughs> me to like choose among my children here. Um, well, we just redid our self care box, which is, you know, a, like the Something Awful, one of our best sellers, but we just redid it um, with uh, this new brand that we're carrying called Dough, which is like healthy treats. So the one that we're carrying of theirs is called Drip, and it's sort of like a Nutella but much healthier I eat this stuff like by the spoonful like I cannot have it in my home so I'll pick that one as my as my favorite
0: okay and what I guess before we go into brunch questions Like what you teased us a little bit about the new app, but what else is next for you? Anything new coming up or anything else you'd like to share with us?
1: Yeah, I mean, I would say the app is really the big energy driver of for small packages this year like I said, it's coming out in September. And we really think this is going to revolutionize the way people connect and stay in touch with each other. It has all sorts of different functionality that helps you connect. Like, for example, you'll be able to record a video message and schedule it to land mm-hmm. at a certain time. So if somebody has like a really scary job interview coming up, you can schedule it to land that morning to like give them a pep talk. Um, And then it also will ask about your friends' likes and dislikes so that we can curate the perfect gift for them whenever you want to send one. And that'll include small packages, of course, but we're going to be broadening it out to all sorts of other brands across the internet. So we're going to be facilitating it being incredibly easy for people to remember when to act and also to be able to to send the perfect thing. So super excited to roll that out. Yeah. I'm just curious in
0: general, in the tech scene, are, is there like a big... Like a need for this, or it feels like you're kind of a little bit niche in the in the friendship (laughs) connection space. Uh,
1: Well, I mean, there there are no other direct competitors out there. And just like small packages, it really kind of grew out of a need we were solving for ourselves and talking to our customers, you know, through our gift box business and saying, like, what do you need? Like, what would make it easier for you? to use our services, just to exist as a friend in the world. And this was what people said, like, I always forget when to do things. Like I don't have like a single source of truth. And also, you know, small packages is wonderful, but it certainly doesn't cover a hundred percent of my gifting needs. Like, what do I take to toddler birthday parties like what do I give my grandfather etc and now we'll be able to remind you about all those occasions and also help serve all of those gifting needs. So we're coding as fast as we can. Can't wait. <laughs> no the app
0: sounds really cool. I would hundred percent use that as wonderful. Definitely reminders and I love it. But are you ready for brunch questions? I'm ready. Okay. So let's first talk about brunch. What would be your all-time like brunch situation? Like if you could brunch anywhere, what would you be eating, drinking? Anything's
1: possible. Well, as we are recording this, it is the end of April in New York city, and I am ready for it to be warm again. (laughs) So I will say sitting outside somewhere um, obviously, you know, we're spoiled for actual brunch spots here. So I don't know if I can pick like a particular one, but in terms of food, I am a hardcore bagel and locks girl. So, you know, tomatoes, capers, all, all the things, um, and bloody Mary, if, if we're getting crazy, you can pick a few brunch spots in New York city.
0: I love oh, to hear it.
1: Oh, okay. Well, um, I live in Astoria in, in Queens. I used to live there. Oh, really? Yeah. I miss it. <laughs> oh, I love it here. Um, so if we're staying local, I would say, um, there's a great little coffee shop you love to go to called Madame Susu, which is very, very cute. And then if we're going into the city and you want to go, you know, traditional cool New York spot, I would probably pick Sarah Beth's. Okay. I haven't been there in a while. It's good. Yeah. Old reliable. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> by the Central Park. Um I have two, a couple of locations. Yeah. The last one I went to was on like 27th and Park, I
0: think. I always say that like with a question mark. I hate to say it, but I never know what's like open anymore
1: post pandemic. Oh, <laughs> I mean, they're they are they're a staple for sure. That is that's a good point. Yes. They're still open. I can testify. I was there last weekend. <laughs> cool. Uh, wait, what are you eating? You said bagel and lox. I do bagel and lox or, um, I'm a big like Mexican breakfast food fan. I'm California kid grew up in LA. So chilaquiles or huevos rancheros, I would be very excited for also.
0: Oh, I love chilaquiles. Okay. Um, and then, so since it's the brunch podcast and we learned a lot from you today, I like to turn it around on the guest. Uh, and if you could share with us one thing that you learned this week, and it could be anything.
1: And it'd be a very small thing, which yeah. blew my mind. So obviously, so we use Slack to communicate, you know, with our team, we are a completely dispersed team. So we really rely on it as our lifeblood. I found out this week that you could set an away message in Slack, which I somehow <laughs> did not know. <laughs> my co-founder went for a doctor's appointment and put a little, you know, a little bubble in there. And I hovered over and I was like, what? what is this sorcery? I never knew we could do that. Apparently I am just really old and I never knew that.
0: I don't use Slack. So I didn't know that either.
1: (laughs) Now (laughs) I know.
0: (laughs) Very cool. (laughs) And finally, where can people find you, Small Packages, on the internet and say hi?
1: Yeah. So our website is smallpackages.co and you can find us on Instagram at small packages. That's usually where we hang out on the internet. And I am at Julie underscore, I think Julie underscore Schechter on Twitter and on Instagram. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast. Of course, this is really fun. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Hey friends, virtual hugs for completing another episode of the Brunch and Learn podcast. Did you learn something new this episode? I sure did. If you're loving the podcast, don't shy away from showing your love. Consider rating and reviewing the show on Apple Podcasts. And if you want to hear more guests and episodes, head over to our website at womenwhobrunch.com for episodes, recipes, blog posts, updates on events, and much more. See you guys soon.